Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back. Welcome back. Here we are again together like a big, happy, dysfunctional family. Feels good to be back. Oh, yes. Live and direct right now from the wastelands of Hell Centro, a place you don't want to be. Trust me. Been here my entire life. You don't want any of this. This is hell on earth. Greetings to all of you in the chat room, and of course, those of you who will join us later on the podcast rendition of this program. Yes, hello to all of you out there. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. And tonight we are joined by a very, very special guest. A man who needs no introduction here. Or anywhere else for that matter, you've seen his smiling face on your TV. Matter of fact, let's bring him right on in. Let's cut that music. That was starting to annoy even the host of the program. And let's bring in our guest. My friend, are you alive out there? I am alive. I am well. I am not suicidal. And I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're not suicidal. I love the government and I myself am not suicidal. I gave all my money to the Ukraine and I bow down to all sorts of people out there. Well, I can't go that far. Um, but I will say that I don't per se love government. What I love is freedom. And if government is obstructing our freedom, then they are tyrannical. I am not against government. I am against corruption because corruption is what inhibits freedom. I agree 100%, my friend. And I'm glad we threw that out there, even though I'm being somewhat sarcastic to a certain extent. But absolutely, we are both alive and well and very happy. And I'm glad you're here, Jake. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I hope all is well over there wherever you are. I'm in Arizona. Oh, okay. All is well out there. It's not hotter than hell, I hope. Oh, I love the heat personally, and uh, I've grown used to it. I missed it while I was gone. Did you? Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. I'm sure you did, actually. I, I mean, you spent some time away for a while. You were on a little vacation, as they say. Oh, and I don't know about vacation. <laughs> right. Well, to Not some people. Again, I was staying at. Right. Yes. And what was that like for you, by the way? When, once you first entered, were you identified right away by the other people there? Well, after I was released from like solitary confinement and stuff, right. and I made it to the prison yard that I was going to be staying at. Yeah, word spread fast. I mean, they knew that I was going to come there before even I did. So they were anticipating my arrival. And then once uh, word made its way on the yard that I had arrived, I had lots of people that wanted to meet me and shake my hand and hear my story. So you were signing autographs, in other words? No, no, nothing Nothing quite like that. But, you know, the COs and the inmates alike were curious. Did they think you were a fed? No, no, they knew better than that. I mean, all it takes is talking to me for five minutes to realize that I'm not a, an agent of the government. I agree 100%, but a lot of people out there, when I first announced that you were even going to be on this program, they thought, oh, that guy is a Fed, obviously. Well, you know, it's funny because those people have no evidence of such. They have only speculation. Um, I think that part of the reason for such strange beliefs is that nobody knows what to believe anymore. And because institutions have clearly uh, created a track record of being untrustworthy, people don't trust anything or anyone anymore, even and especially somebody that's trying to help ensure their freedom and the freedom of their children, which I understand and I sympathize with that skepticism. But if these people that are thinking I'm a Fed did their homework, then they would see my videos that I did in 2020 and even the stuff I'm doing now, my interviews, they would have watched my podcast, they would have read my books, and they would realize that I'm about the farthest thing from a Fed that you can get. Yeah, that's one thing I've been also telling people is the fact that you've been at this for quite some time, but yes, everyone's asking me, well, they were asking me, you should ask if he is working for the CIA. And I immediately thought, oh Lord, here we go again. I've been accused of working for the FBI, the CIA. I've been accused of working for a lot of people, Jake. It's quite ridiculous and sad. Well, you know what Joseph Goebbels said, accuse the enemy of that which you do. So it wouldn't surprise me if the people that are asking these questions are themselves federal agents in some sort of hunkered down base or intelligence office somewhere around the country. And for the record, I've never been an asset to any of the Alphabet Boys out there, by the way. I've never helped any of them. And have I ever been contacted by the feds? Well, the answer is yes. Well, one thing I think is important to note is that, and this may be unpopular, and this might not help with the theory that I'm a a CIA asset or some bullshit, but there's not, and not everybody in the government is bad. Not everybody in the NSA or the CIA or the DOD or even in the FBI. I mean, Kyle Serafin is a great example of a, of a good person that is in the FBI and, and blew the whistle. Uh, Officer Friend is another good example of good people being in the FBI. Um, there's been CIA whistleblowers that have come forward, NSA whistleblowers that have come forward, DOD whistleblowers that have come forward. So... What we're dealing with here when we talk about corruption in the government is not so much that the whole government is corrupt. What it is is that key and strategic positions within the checks and balances of the government have been corrupted. 
And then from there, because you've corrupted the checks and balances portions of the government, you need not corrupt the whole system, just those key portions. And then you can begin to centralize power because now the obstructions to centralizing power through checks and balances have been uh, co-opted and owned. So do you see what I'm trying to say? I hear you. I'm following you. And first of all, let's get right into the meat and potatoes here. I'm sure a lot of people want to sort of know a few things like your reasoning behind going to the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Can you walk us through that for a moment here? Well, sure. Um, I went to the second MAGA Million March on December 12, 2020. Everything was fine. Everything was peaceful. There were, you know, over a million people there. Uh, we were there's people around the Capitol building, people around the Supreme Court building, and there was no chaos. There was no rioting or anything. Everything was peaceful. It was fine. So I expected more of the same on January 6th. Um, the reason I went to both the December 12th MAGA Million March and the January 6th one was because I felt it was my shamanic duty to be there. As some people may or may not know, the Washington DC area is built entirely on ley lines. That's L-E-Y, ley lines, electromagnetic ley lines. And the Capitol building, the White House, the Supreme Court, the Washington Monument, the gigantic obelisk that's there, um, the Lincoln Memorial, the Jefferson Memorial, like all of these things, are built on electromagnetic ley lines. So as a shamanic practitioner, as somebody that understands the profundity and the influence of the electromagnetic ley lines, I felt it my duty that if I could be there to ensure the highest possible frequencies of uh, love and peace and harmony were plugged into those ley lines on a day or days where there was going to be millions of people on them. And, you know, as far as my political motivations, because those were my spiritual motivations, sure. as far as my political motivations are concerned, it wasn't just about the election. Um, and I think that this is kind of true for everybody that went. It was, it was also about things like Russia, Russia, Russia for four years, only to find out that what we knew all along was true, that it was all BS, that it was all a fabrication and paid for by the Clinton uh, campaign, the fact that they were spying on Trump's campaign, the 33,000 emails that were deleted, that's obstruction. Um, the, uh, or 33,000 emails uh, deleted by Hillary Clinton, that's obstruction. Uh, no, no justice is being served. And then we could go back to things like the Vegas shooting. We could go back to things like all the school shootings, the um, uh, Waco, Oklahoma City, 9-11. I mean, there's all of these things uh, the Tuskegee experiments, if you want right. to go really far back, JFK's assassination. There's a long string of abuses here. I mean, the, the CIA was literally caught funneling cocaine into the country during the crack and cocaine explosion. And there's no justice. So for me, it, to top all of this stuff off, we've got all of the hate being directed at Trump supporters. We've got all of the uh, COVID lockdowns. We've got all the riots during 2020 for which 90 to 95% of the federal charges against these people were dropped. Right. And then to top it all off, the election gets rigged and stolen. Okay. Last straw. I'm going to go to Washington DC and I'm going to protest this crap. I'm going to plug 
the highest possible frequencies of energy into the ley lines because that is my shamanic duty. Allegedly, to, by the way, just in case, since we are on the JW tube. Allegedly, allegedly there we go, you know, just in case. What? Oh, you know. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't do, I, I, allegedly what, that I, that I decided to go to DC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. See? No, <laughs> like, no, no. I did. No, about the election. I'm just saying, allegedly, it was. Oh, well, you know, that's just my for, opinion. you know, this just for that's YouTube it. purposes. That's all I'm saying. And oh, okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? I think self censorship is the worst kind. Oh, no, I agree. Trust me, I'm just saying this is like the the 15th channel I've owned. <laughs> I understand you're trying to keep it up. Absolutely, I, I just want to get ripped off here right when we're. They changed that policy. That, Did they? That you talk about election interference and stuff. Well, clearly there was. I mean, that's well, yeah, pretty obvious. But then again, <laughs> America has been doing that for the longest time um, internationally. But that's a you know another story. Yeah, they're well practiced at it. And to think that they right. wouldn't do it in the very country that is their cash cow is ludicrous. And I mean, the Hunter Biden laptop uh, thing that didn't know, exist, that, right? Yeah, the fact that 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 alone is election interference because the intelligence community and the Twitter files and all that stuff. This all this stuff proves is government interference in the suppression of the story that could have and would have very well affected people's votes. And by the way, Jake, I just want to follow up really quickly and say, were you at all aware of the potential legalities and consequences that you would uh, face and essentially become this sort of um, figure that you've become overnight? Um, the totality of it? Yeah. No. The, uh, the um, possibility of being arrested, you know, I mean... I didn't. Re I definitely didn't go on January six thinking that I might get arrested. I had no idea what was going to happen. You know. Right. So you you had no idea what the hell was going to go down. Obviously. No. I hear no you. idea at all. How could you? I mean, I don't How think you. I? Yeah, I don't think you went in there knowing that you'd become like the most <laughs> famous person in America for a good while there. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I kind of have Clark Kent glasses on because nobody else realizes it's me when I don't have my horns and face paint well yeah you're you're out of your your superhero costume of course well it's regalia I, it is religious regalia it's shamanic regalia it's not so much a costume i i actually oh, I, take know. That I, I hear you seriously but i understand what you're saying yes sir yeah exactly people don't recognize the iconic image without the face paint and the horns right i mean well again that might be a good thing for your sanity you don't want to get stopped every five minutes to uh, talk to someone yeah, exactly. And that, that does happen uh, in places that I go where people know who I am. Yeah, when I told my dad I was going to interview you, he wanted an autograph, by the way, Jake. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm like, oh my God. I'll, I'll try to make it happen, Dad. I, I, just, I just told him. Um, <laughs> but holy shit, what an experience that must have been for you. 
Oh uh, yeah. My I, life turned upside down. And- yeah. I can't imagine what that must be like. Uh, again, you obtain this level of fame, not that it, not that I, I give a shit about fame or anything, but you were extremely famous for a few months there again. And we're global. Yeah. We're that's global. crazy, Jake. I know it's pretty nuts. It's, you know, but what's really funny about it is that the media did everything that they could to destroy my image. And now anytime and every time I actually converse with somebody, especially like a, a you know, a media member or something that doesn't have an agenda, they're completely flabbergasted. They, I'm nothing like they expected. I agree. You're very normal in my opinion, but yes, lots of um, media outlets out there really slandered you, Jake. Yeah. It's kind well, of messed up. They have. That's all they have because they can't actually run based on any sort of ideas because all their ideas are bad. <laughs> right. And uh, Jake, by the way, it seems like you've been sort of at this for a long time in terms of trying to wake people up. Obviously, you've been at it for many years now before any of this even occurred to you. I was just curious. What was it exactly that really opened your eyes? Well, I was, was it 9-11. Well, kind of. Yes. I was a Bush supporter, a W. Bush supporter. I was a supporter of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan as a young man, you know, like 17, 16 years old. And then I saw a documentary. My grandfather showed me a documentary. I don't quite remember what the name was, but it was about 9-11 and all the questions regarding the official narrative and how they didn't add up. And then that was like the first hole in the veil that I began to uh, expand, you know, the, the size of and eventually just move beyond the veils that have been placed before me. So the cognitive dissonance for me happened at a very early age, at like 17 years old. Yes, for a lot of people, it was uh, 9-11. That's kind of uh, what it was for me as well. After 9-11, my mind changed about official narratives. I learned about corporate welfare and corporate corruption, and I thought less of celebrities, and my mind hasn't changed one bit. I'm sure you as well haven't changed your mind um, in regards to the Hollywood elite out there. I I know you also do shows and talk about this sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the same thing with Hollywood as it is with, you know, the deep state in Washington, D.C., because they're actually one and the same thing. They're two wings of the same bird. So um, there are good people in Hollywood trapped in a really bad system, just like there are good people in the government trapped within a bad system. Uh, there are definitely some of the scummiest of the scum in both D.C. and in Hollywood. Oh, yes. Lots of scum in in Hollywood and in government. It never, never ends. And I'm curious, what are your thoughts on Tom Hanks? Oh, well, let's just say that I loved his acting until I found out that he was acting all the time and he's nothing like he is in the movies, that he's you know, according to Isaac Cappy, a pedophile, supposedly he also flew to Epstein Island on several occasions. Um, whether or not any of that's true, I, uh, you know, I don't have the direct proof. I'll say that his uh, Instagram is really freaking weird. Right. You know, um, the fact that he dresses up his daughter the way that he did, you know, uh, for like, like she's a 30 year old woman and is placing her in beauty contests and stuff. Um, there's just, there's just so much about not just Tom Hanks, but people like 
for example, Kevin Spacey, that's really freaking weird. Um, Chris Tucker flying out to Epstein Island. Supposedly Will Smith's name and Will Ferrell's name is on that list as well. Now, I, I have no direct proof, but he, this is the interesting part about that whole Epstein thing, is that the government sees all of the property, all of the uh, footage that we know was on his Lolita Express, his airplane that was on the island and on his, all of his mansions, whether it be in New Mexico or in New York or what have you. They, we all know that what he was doing was he was compromising really high-level people in either government and you know corporate world and entertainment or whatever in positions where they're doing things that are illegal, and then he uses that as leverage. We all know that's what he was doing, and yet there's no prosecution for any of the people that were his clientele. They literally have the footage. It's like Hunter Biden's laptop. They literally have everything. Right. To- all sorts of charges. So why is it that they are taking FBI agents off of terrorism cases, off of uh, drug cases, off of rape and murder cases, off of cartel cases, and placing them on misdemeanor cases for January 6th? Why is our tax dollars going to fund that kind of an investigation when we have all of this evidence from Epstein Island, all this evidence from Hunter Biden's laptop? Like, what would government corruption look like? What would it look like? Would it look like ignoring very clear crimes of some high-level people and then over-sentencing or over-exaggerating the crimes of the common folk? Oh, yes. That's one for the audience to um, put together, which won't be difficult. It's quite obvious what's going on. And the more I think about it, Isaac Cappy was right. He was right about a lot of things. And that's why, he, you know paid for it with his life. Some people don't believe that he committed suicide. Some people believe that he was murdered. Um, I find it very interesting that Tom Hanks had a, had a, uh, Instagram post right near the area where Isaac Cappy died on route 66. And the post read something like roadkill dot, dot, dot. I hope not. Who do you think is exactly responsible for his murder? If it wasn't, let's say Tom Hanks. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was Tom Hanks. I think that's a little far fetched. Um, one thing I want you to remember is that the the black market is controlled and run by the same people that own and control what I call the monopolized market. What they have told us is the free market. So it's not all that hard for these individuals that have all this money, power, and influence to hire somebody off of the dark web to do some nefarious shit. It's really not hard for them. It's not all that hard for them to use a CIA asset on the ground that they use to perform covert assassinations. And then there's no investigation. I mean, look what happened to Gary Webb. Gary Webb was shot in the head twice with a revolver, and then it was ruled a suicide. How does somebody shoot themselves twice in the head with a revolver? And this is, once again, this is the guy that, Gary Webb is the guy that blew the whistle when he found out about the CIA trafficking cocaine into the country during crack explo- the crack explosion and the cocaine explosion. Right. And then let us not forget that the, there were a lot of, you know, average Joes that were arrested for having small quantities of the very, very large quantities of cocaine that were brought into the country by the CIA. Let us not forget that the, the, one of the main uh, stations for the transportation and the uh, the dropping of these drugs was Arkansas while Bill Clinton was governor. Right, at Mina in Mina, Arkansas. 
So, you know, when you really start to do your own research and you find out these very real facts, and then you see people like Isaac Cappy or, you know, quote unquote, committed suicide or people like Gary Webb, quote unquote, committed suicide or people like Chris Cornell just so happened to break a couple of his ribs and his nose and, you know, give himself a blunt trauma to the head. Then he decided to hang himself and then it's ruled a suicide. It's just like, dude, I'm not buying it, no. let alone Hillary yeah. Clinton body count like, you know. Right. How many have like over 50 people that were close to the Clintons have either committed suicide or died in strange circumstances? What's up with that? Yeah, it seems pretty suspicious, in my opinion, that uh, a lot of these people have died under their vicinity, kind of like Obama right now in that chef. Yeah. What is up with what that? is going on there? We can only speculate, but it seems like uh, there, there might have been foul play, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Something crazy was going on. Swimmer. The guy was like an expert swimmer, supposedly, and he dies in, in four feet of water. Yeah, that's a little little suspect there. And um, according what? to the interwebs, I mean, Michelle right. is a man, uh, according to some people out there. I don't know. I don't really subscribe to that opinion, but who really knows? And in, in the year 2023, everything's off the table now. Michelle Obama's back is built like a linebacker's. That I'm not disagreeing. She is okay. shaped like a linebacker. Yeah, like she she's a big girl, big woman. If she's a girl at all, I just you know the the what really does it for me with that whole thing is a couple of things. Is the photographs of Barack with Michael Robinson in college is also the slip ups where Barack is talking about in interviews. Um, he, he says, Michael and I are very uh, thankful to be here. Or, you know, when he was asked by a uh, reporter, what Big scares And he says, oh, uh, when I make Michael, I mean, uh, when I make Michelle <laughs> mad, you know. Um, and then there's also what uh, that woman said. I'm, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. Um, the, the high level, she was like a really high up celebrity. She'd been in uh, entertainment for a long time. Um, and she said that Obama, uh, Michelle Obama is a tranny and everybody knows it. And then she dies a week later. Oh, yes. Uh, Joan Rivers. I Joan believe. Rivers. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like, what the hell? And then there's like all these videos of Michelle Obama, like, you know, dancing in, on Ellen and, and what looks very much like a penis. It looked like a cock between her legs. That's true. Like, what the hell, bro? And then it's a little know, much. It's a little much. She doesn't look very feminine. I mean, and, and anything that's in like magazines yeah. and stuff, all that stuff is easily photoshopped. Easily. Oh, a lot of it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do that all the time with supermodels, you know, make them look skinnier and stuff like that. So um, there's and then there's this stuff about Larry Sinclair coming out. And then all these other people that have come out talking about Obama, you know, having affairs with them as, you know, right. like college, you know, these men. And then there's also the New York Post thing where, you know, Obama wrote a letter to a girlfriend saying about how he fantasized on a daily having sex with men. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what more do people need? It's all out there. It, it, it serious, seriously is pretty, pretty wild. Celebrities more often than not are compromised. Hollywood and the CIA are heavily affiliated. The CIA has always had its hand over the media, as you know. And by the way, you, you spoke uh, of Gary Webb, and that reminded me of Freeway Ricky Ross, who's been on the program. Maybe that's someone uh, you should bring on your show. I don't know who that is. 
Uh, well, that's that's the man responsible for trafficking all the cocaine in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Well, uh, my podcast is currently on hold. Why? Uh, Why is it on hold? Well, because there's uh, just some issues. I'm very, very, very busy. And uh, I doing the podcast, yeah. I had uh, two other people I was doing it with. They're very busy as well. I'm thinking that if I do decide to move forward with it, it'll just be me. Um, and I'll, I'll do it that way. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes in the future. If, if something like that were to happen, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. Let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hand, uh, and then see what, what goes down. Maybe I could, um, run production for you or jump on here with you. It's all good with me. Roger that. And by the way, let's not forget about the death of Heather or O'Rourke, you know, from the movie Poltergeist. Yeah. But well, ask Steven Spielberg about that. Right. And now, you know, she was, she died rather unexpectedly and was healthy. Then boom, she's dead all of a sudden. And she was sexually abused very much like Corey Feldman. Yes. And, and, and it was internal trauma in her, shall we say, nether regions. Right. That is sick. It's disgusting. Now, one thing that I think that a lot of people don't quite understand regarding Hollywood and DC. Okay. Is that, well, and this also goes, goes on like a global level, is that what we are dealing with here is occultists, dark occultists. Um, if you look at, for example, Sam Smith and his recent performances and how satanic it all is. If you look at not little Nas X and that video where it looks like he's getting, you know, butt fucked by Bang, Satan. Right. Like, like you know, and then the shoes, <laughs> he had a Nike shoe that literally so supposedly had blood in it and it had 666 written on it. They had an upside down pentagram. You know, it's like how, how much more obvious does it need to get? I mean, how many, how many videos or, or music videos or performances or movies or whatever need to be done to, for people to see what's actually going on. And for me, really what it comes down to is when you do your research, what's going on has been being practiced for thousands of years by dark occultists. So if you see similar patterns to what's happening now going on thousands of years ago and then continuing throughout the thousands of years and then you realize that it's still going on today, it shouldn't be a shocker. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, well, it, you know, for thousands of years they've been worshiping Moloch. You know, for thousands of years they've been worshiping Baal. And it's the same groups do the same occultic rituals of human and child sacrifice, of blood drinking. Like, hello, this stuff has been going on for a long time. I mean, look at Bohemian Grove, for God's sake. Yeah, this is all something that's been out there for uh, quite some time. And again, plenty of celebrities are, of course, uh, Satanist. Yes, admitted. I mean, and it, that's been going on a long time, too. Look sure. at Sammy uh, Davis Jr., open Satanist. He was a member of the Church of Satan, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of celebrities that are. Marilyn Manson's another good example. Ooh, yeah, he's Hard facing a, a lot of uh, legal trouble right now, too. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either, but a lot of these women should have known that he was, uh, you know. A weirdo? <laughs> a complete weirdo, yeah. <laughs> what did they think they were going to get into? Like, look at his music videos. Look at the way he dresses. He, the breast implants, you know, just the whole thing. Well, they you must know? have been fine with it at first. They all signed off on it. They're all very confused. But that's what Satanism and, and Luciferianism and the dark side of the occult is designed to do. It's designed to confuse the individual. Everything is inverted. 
So it, it's, it is a worship of the flesh, of the self. It is the worship of um, the dark forces. Um, a lot of people uh, speculate, and I think this is kind of accurate, that it's also about the worship of Saturn and that Satan worship is Saturn worship. And that right. stuff goes way, way, way back. Yeah, that's been um, going on since the dawn of time with man and worshiping Saturn. Yes. Yes, a lot of these things have been going on for a long time. And uh, celebrities also know this, all the bloodletting rituals that they do and using uh, the foreskin of children for uh, their, their creams that they put on their faces. Looking yes. at Sandra Bullock out there. Uh-huh. Gross. I, I yes. can't even imagine doing any of that, by the way. That's that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's disgusting. And the thing is, dude, is that like when you look into the occultic rituals that are performed at these really high levels of Satanism, like, you know, within some of the Masonic lodges, you look into the OTO, the Order de Temple Orientis, the Thelemites, the Crowleyanity, you know, religion, basically. Um, you look into what Aleister Crowley was doing, the Book of the Law. And, you know, in the Book of the Law, it says something akin to, like, uh, the satanic forces ask, for, uh, if, uh, basically saying, if they are given an island, then they will give the black magician an army. And so then we look at, like, Epstein Island. And, you know, and it has, yeah. like, the owl god Moloch and, you know, that weird temple and all that stuff. Um, like, if you look at all of this stuff objectively and you say, okay, like what is actually going on here? What it is, is in these satanic rituals and they get more and more intense as time goes on. And as you move up within the satanic ritual, uh, I mean, within the satanic pyramid. Okay. The, in the, the rituals get more and more intense. So like in order to be baptized as a Satanist, you are baptized in a vat of pig's blood, feces, and urine. Okay, so it's like all of these satanic rituals are inversions of actual very holy rituals. They're the complete opposite, the complete inversion of it. That, so sounds, of like a, that, that sounds like a Tuesday for homeless people in San Francisco, by the way. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, no, you know, you know what's interesting, though, is that like, if you look at what is being done in San Francisco, then you will see what it is that people in Silicon Valley and what these liberals want to do all across the country. If you look at, for example, Washington, D.C., and these people only have like nine and a half, ten square miles for which they are responsible. If you look for the you look at the pollution, the homelessness, you look at the crime, you look at the uh, drug abuse, you look at the just uh, the D.C. gulag and their jail. You look at all of this stuff and you realize, well, if these people can't even take care of nine and a half square miles, why would they why would they want to try to do anything with the rest of the country? Like, <laughs> right. We them to do with any anything with the rest of the country. If they can't rule nine and a half square miles, why are they trying to tell me what to do? Yeah, out you're, here? We're in trouble. So anyway, coming back to this notion of in the inversion of all this stuff, are you familiar with Ronald Bernard and the testimony of Ronald Bernard? I am. Okay. Um, for those in the audience that are not, he's a Dutch international banker that uh, blew the whistle because he was a part of these satanic ritual uh, groups. He was a part of these satanic banking cartels, and he wanted to make more money. He was going to parties and stuff. They had upside-down pentagrams and upside-down crosses and stuff on the wall. They would laugh about the fact that this 
corporation that they bankrupted. The guy, the, you know, the CEO committed suicide. He thought that was kind of messed up, but he was making billions of dollars. He didn't want to rock the boat. So then he asked the leadership if he could make more money. He wants to make more money. So they tell him to uh, meet them at a specific location at a specific time on a specific day. And then they told him basically leave your soul at the door. He didn't quite know what that meant. He shows up at that place at that time on that day. And there's like a, a ritual, a satanic ritual going on. He's standing at the altar. They put a knife in his hand and they place an infant on the altar and they tell him, you know, kill the kid. And he couldn't do it. He backed out and then he blew the whistle. So like this is what happens in these higher levels of the satanic community is that you have to perform more and more atrocious and evil rituals in order to move up the pyramid, in order to get more money, in order to gain more fame or recognition, etc. And that's why the people in, say, Hollywood or D.C. that are the really rich and powerful moguls. Right. So creepy because they are the ones participating in these things. Right. And the higher you get, that's because you owe, meaning someone allowed you to get that popular and that famous they allowed right. you to obtain that wealth because now you owe that person a favor of sorts well and and they own you that's right now they own you officially they know that, that you're not going to go out you're not going to uh say anything crazy because then they can release whatever they want on you whatever footage they have of you doing heinous shit right and uh, by the way i do have a clip when you were uh, when you were talking there i found the clip of uh ronald bernard oh by all means let's play a quick little clip here uh, so you can um catch your breath there my friend sure not very mainstream religion so you have catholics protestants all sorts of religions these people most of them were luciferians and then you can say religion is a fairy tale god doesn't exist None of that is real. Well, for these people, it is truth and reality. And they served something immaterial, what they called Lucifer. And I also was in contact with those circles, only I laughed at it because to me they were just clients. So, I went to places called Churches of Satan. So now we are talking about Satanism. Yes. So, I visited these churches, just as a visitor, dropped by. And then they were doing their holy mass with naked woman and liquor and stuff. And it just amused me. I didn't believe in any of this stuff, and was far from convinced if any of this was real. It was just a spectacle to you. Yes. In my opinion, the darkness and evil is within the people themselves. I didn't make the connection yet. So I was a guest in those circles and it amused me greatly to see all those named women and the other things. It was the good life. But then at some point, I was invited, which is why I'm telling you all this, to participate in sacrifices abroad. By the way, he looks up completely uncomfortable That was here. the breaking point. Children. You were asked to do that? Yes. And I couldn't do that. And that's where it cuts off, and of course, he was later uh, found dead unfortunate but at least he had the balls to speak 
speak up. Right. And he paid the ultimate price with his life, and that's the way it goes. When you open people's eyes, you get riddled with bullets, my friend. Well, not always. If you have the protection of God and God's angels, the, that is a formidable force for which the dark side cannot contest. And by the way, I just wanted to quickly ask you this question. Do you think religion should be kept separate from politics, Jake? Well, I think that the reason why our socioeconomic and geopolitical systems are so corrupt and distorted is because our spiritual institutions and spiritual perspective have become so corrupted and distorted. I think that if we correct the spiritual corruption and distortion, then the socioeconomic and geopolitical systems will mirror that correction. Um, I don't believe that we should be making laws based on religious zealotry. I think that that's essentially what we had with the Catholic Church for hundreds of years, and that obviously didn't work out well. I think that religion can and is being used largely across the planet to limit people's ability to grow spiritually, not enhance it, not you know exacerbate their growth. So that's why I practice shamanism, because it's the oldest religion. It's the first religion. And um, it is, in my opinion, the most genuine because it enables the individual to experience the spirit world, the presence of God, etc., for themselves. And not everybody has the courage or the stomach for those kinds of experiences, but they are our birthright. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think uh, religion could be very good for some people out there. I think a lot of people probably need it. There's a lot of people that have psychological uh, imbalances out there. I think they need Jesus Christ more than anyone, Jake. Well, look, I walk in the steps of Christ. Uh, Christ is like my idol, I, you know, my role model. Everything I do, I, I do to try to be as close to Christ as I can and what Christ said, what he believed. Um, what I don't much care for is the way that Christians try to use Christ as an excuse to demonize other people that don't believe exactly the way that they do. Right. That's one thing I, I disagree with. Um, not with you, but with um, the Christian folks out there, those that are uh, trying to, I guess you could say, almost bully people for not being a, a Christian. Which is the antithesis of what Christ did. I mean, Christ never actually said, I'm going to start a Christian church, you know. Right. Yes. And I know we are sort of... Um, running out of time here i don't want to take up too much of your time jake i know you are um, quite the busy man but right. there, there's lots of things going on in america and around the world and uh, you obviously know what's going on with russia and their continuous threats on america and you know as you know putin very much wanting to uh, strike america it seems do you think that we will see a sort of situation where things go nuclear my friend no I think that that is a scare tactic. If you look into the fact that the Smith-Munt Act was redacted or, or rescinded, rather, by Obama in, the, in like, I think it was 2014 or 2012, um, and that allowed the government to perpetrate psychological warfare and propaganda campaigns against the American people, I think that any time and every time the government notices, or, is, you know, and this is the thing, it's not even so much a government anymore. Um, it's this cabal 
this global cabal. And that includes like the WEF, that includes the Council on Foreign Relations, the Committee of 300, um, that includes the you know Club of Rome, the CCP, the IMF, the, uh, the Bilderberg Group. These institutions, once, once they notice that the people are beginning to question the narrative that they have been given, they try to scare the ever-loving daylights out of them with a new scare tactic. Notice every election year, every presidential election year, a new black person is shot by a white cop and there's a new virus to be afraid of. Um, also notice that anytime Biden gets indicted, or I mean, by every, anytime Biden's corruption is evident, they indict Trump or they point at aliens. Um, it's all a distraction. Oh, yes, aliens. Yeah, aliens. Oh, aliens, aliens. Look over there, aliens. Don't worry about Hunter Biden's laptop. Don't worry about Hunter Biden's uh, plea deal falling through. Don't worry about Joe Biden's impeachment. Donald Trump just got more charges. There's aliens over there. Just look over there. Just look over there. Um, so when it comes to nuclear exchange, both Putin and the globalists know that nuclear exchange is detrimental because what they want is they want the resources of the land. And if you go and drop nukes, guess what? You're going to wait a long time for those resources. So it mutual exchange of nuclear arms is the antithesis of what these people want. But they can use it to scare people into supporting a proxy war, a covert operation. They can use it to launder money through Ukraine. They can use it to scare people into submission. And notice when the whole coronavirus thing uh -oh. fell through. Think Careful about now. well, when as soon as all that fell through, then what? It was murder hornets. Oh God, yes, I, I recall that. That only lasted maybe a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah a bunch of bs yeah very much like iraqi freedom all over again and wmds which we now know 100 percent was a lie so like why are we trusting proven liars especially when they're That's waving true. in our face something that should be really scary jake you are making a lot of sense here and as uh, many people are aware of your other interviews when you go on these other outlets the bigger outlets you sort of um leave them in shock and awe basically because you're totally yeah. normal well i'm far from normal well I, you know normal but, in the sense that you're not crazy, like the media made me out yeah you're not this crazy oddball no i'm actually a very articulate individual and uh jake by the way are you going to do anything about that lawyer that you had um that was sort of uh talking all this shit about you litigation's a bitch and it's very expensive um i talked to lawyers about it it's very hard to win defamation cases yeah i guess uh, you're right it's true so i'm just the best thing i think i can do is show everybody that listens to me in my interviews or anybody that chooses to interview me how wrong that man really was and what an abhorrent job he did of representing I'm with you on that one. And uh, any regrets, by the way, from that morning? Well, not morning, but from that, that day, I should say. Regret is too far heavy a burden to carry with us into the future. Much like anger and resentment, it is too heavy to carry on the long road of life. Of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but I don't 
choose I choose not to live in regret. It's a good way of seeing it. I, I don't think you should feel any regret, by the way, Jake. Well, I appreciate that. You know, um, it's part of the journey. Yeah, and life is an adventure. And I don't want to be Bilbo Baggins sitting in a hobbit hole when I could be helping to slay dragons and, you know, uh, finding the ring and making sure it gets <laughs> to Mount, uh, Mount Doom. And, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yes. I don't want to be Frodo sitting in the Shire. I want to be Frodo dropping the ring inside of the uh, fires of Mount Doom. I love that, and I agree. And, uh, Jake, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program and uh, spending some time with us here, and I'd love for you to uh, plug anything you'd like, promote whatever you got going on here, Jake. Sure. Um, if people want, they can follow me on uh, X or Twitter at, at America Shaman. That's America Shaman, at America Shaman on Twitter. Um, you can also go to my website, ForbiddenTruthAcademy.com. That is Forbidden truthacademy.com at forbidden truthacademy.com we literally have dozens of hours of free content we have uh the podcasts that i did uh that are recorded that are on there we also have some free courses you can take we have all my interviews that are up for free um there's a lot of material there i would highly recommend that you look into it we also have a link to my book one mind at a time a deep state of illusion by jacob angeli you can get that on Amazon. It's nine ninety nine, only 150 pages, and it will blow your mind. Um, also, there's some merch, some T-shirts that are freaking awesome, just totally freaking awesome. They're hilarious. Some of them are really cool. I would highly recommend you just even just to check them out. Just go and go and just check them out. Some of them are awesome. Um, and uh, and um, finally, there's also uh, consultations. And uh, you can check that out um, after I would say you can uh, do the uh, watch the free content and then you can schedule a consultation or you can book me for an interview. Badass. Thank you so much for being a part of the program, my friend. We will talk again on the other side. All right. Thank you. And God bless. God bless. Take care, my friend. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was our guest, Jake Chansley or Jacob Chansley, whatever you want to call him or QAnon Shaman. It's always important to get both sides of every story, and people often like to play victim and go after anyone they disagree with. Often these people who engage in such behavior are extremely repulsive. And I hope some of your questions were answered here tonight. I'd like to thank all of you out there for listening, and I'll be returning again later this evening with Mike Hideous and EA Coetting. Don't miss it, folks. Keep in mind if anyone, if anyone uh, wants, I was going to say if anybody wants, bonus content you can now sign up here on youtube you don't have to leave the site and uh, go to patreon which i often tell you guys if you want bonus material go to patreon.com forward slash michael deacon well you no longer have to you could just stay here if you want become a member and you will get all the bonus content and of course if you're a long time listener or a newcomer we always need your support to keep this operation moving forward Go to michaeldeacon.com and sign up for our newsletter. It's free, and of course, you will be informed about these live shows that we do. And this was sort of an unplanned sort of show. It was rather organic, and that's what we like here on the program. We like things being organic and not too overly uh, produced and scripted and all that shit. We don't, we don't like that. We like being 
pretty real and organic here on this program. And I will return later on this evening, folks. And um, yes, definitely come back around. It's going to be a good one. We have Mike Hideous and EA Coetting. And of course, your phone calls. You could have called in tonight if you wanted to. If you wanted to, you could have called in. But actually, I think a lot of people just wanted to listen to uh, Jake talk here. And I was impressed, to be honest. I thought he did a great job here. He explained himself quite well, and he's not a fed. At least he's not, in my opinion. I'm not sure if uh, any of you were convinced otherwise. I'm sure some of you probably think he, in fact, is uh, some sort of informant. In my opinion, I don't think so. I don't think he is, folks. But that is your choice and your decision. Once again, boys and girls, it was a fun time here, and I will return very soon. Stay safe.
now. Get ready for the world's number one late night radio show and podcast. 